From the headquarters of Team Cowboy, coming to you all the way from Anderson, South Carolina, this is the Finance Cowboy Show, where we're going to teach you how you can create your dream life through the greatest asset in the world, real estate. I'm your host, Jaron Sustar, and I went from having zero properties in 2018 to a portfolio of over $5 million worth of real estate by 2021. And I am excited to be able to teach you all the lessons, tips, and tricks that I have learned throughout my journey, while also introducing you to some of the greatest real estate minds in this entire world. So without further ado, let's get this party started. You can buy real estate with no cash, no credit, and no credentials. We've been hearing this message since the 80s and 90s when a guy named Carlton Sheets used to run infomercials preaching the same principles of creative finance that people in today's day and age have hijacked from him and brought to the social media space. So the question is, is creative finance the best way to buy real estate or is the tried and true method of the Burr strategy buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat still king? Let's find out. So what is the Burr strategy and what is creative financing? I'll start with the Burr strategy. The Burr strategy is when we buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. That's what B-R-R-R-R stands for. And essentially goes like this. You are going to buy a property that's usually distressed and undervalued. So you're going to get it at a discount. You're usually going to buy it using somebody else's money, whether that be a private lender or a hard money lender. You could also use HELOCs or you could also use your cash to buy the deal if you so choose. We are then going to use the private money to rehab the property. So we bought it distressed and undervalued. We've rehabbed it and now it's worth more. So we're going to get a renter in place. Then we're going to go to a small local bank and we're going to ask to do what's called a cash out refinance. So the bank will then order an appraisal on the home. The home is going to appraise for a lot more than when you first bought it because you added value through rehab. They will then write you a check for 80% of that new appraised value. You will deposit it into your bank account. You will then write a check out of your bank account and pay back the private money lender. Now you want a rental property. You don't have any of your own money tied up in the deal and you have a long-term stable note with a small local bank. The property is going to go up in value over time through appreciation. Tenants are going to pay down your debt and you're going to get cash flow every month and not to mention the tax benefits. So that's the burst strategy. Creative finance usually falls into two buckets, albeit it can go a lot of different directions. But when people think of creative finance, they think of two different strategies. Number one, subject to and number two, seller finance. So let's talk about subject two. Subject two means you are going to buy a house from a seller subject to their existing mortgage. So it means you'll buy the property, but the mortgage is going to stay in the seller's name. So they're going to keep the same loan, but you are going to take title to that property. When you take title to that property, although the original owner of the home is still obligated to make those mortgage payments, you as the investor say, I'm going to make these mortgage payments for you. And then you control the property and do as you please, such as rent it out to tenants. Now, any seller in their right mind is not just going to let you take over for their existing payments and own that home if the property's worth more. So you're going to work out an agreement to not only take over the existing mortgage, but also pay them for what the home is actually worth. So for example, if you're buying a $100,000 house subject to from a seller and they only own $80,000 on the mortgage, you're going to take over that existing mortgage that owes $80,000, but then we have to find a way to pay them for that $20,000 gap of what the property is actually worth. And so traditionally, you'll do this two ways. Number one, you'll either give them cash for that amount, 
Or number two, the seller will hold a separate mortgage and you will pay them for that difference. Now there's more that goes into that that I'll talk about here in a second, but that gives you the preface of how subject to is structured. On the other side of creative finance is what we call seller financing. So think of it this way, subject to is done when you buy a home from a seller that has an existing mortgage. When we do seller financing, we are going to be buying a property from a seller who does not have an existing mortgage. You and the seller are going to come to an agreement on what the property is worth, and then you're going to structure a payment plan for you to purchase that property. Oftentimes, it's going to be structured as a traditional buy. So you'll put 20% down, maybe you negotiate and you put 10% down, 5% down, and then you are going to pay them monthly mortgage payments amortized over what you and the seller agree upon. So when you look and say, why would somebody want to do creative finance? Usually it's for two reasons. Number one, they want to get a lower interest rate than what banks are offering at the time. Think about it. If you can take over somebody's existing mortgage, they got a mortgage in 2020 when rates were at 3% compared to you having to purchase that property normally from them right now at 8%, which one is advantageous from an interest rate standpoint? Obviously doing the creative finance method. And so it sounds all good and dandy and it makes you think, why would I do anything else? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Let's go back to why people like to get into creative financing anyway. The big pitch is no cash, no credit, and no credentials, which I don't even know what credentials mean. But we are marketing to a group of people who are saying, I need to purchase properties in this creative manner because I don't have any cash and I don't have any credit. Now tell me in what world someone who does not have the discipline to stock up some cash to their name or keep good credit has the right to go and control an asset worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can't even control your own personal finances and keep your own ducks in a row. And now you want to go dabble in this asset that is not meant for the broke. That is a recipe for disaster. But their argument is this. Well, Jaron, I got such good cash flow coming in. I was able to buy this property with no money down and now it cash flows, so I'm protected. Well, what they don't tell you is to get an actual property under contract using creative finance without putting any money down usually calls for you having to pay more for that property than it's actually worth. Imagine you're a seller of a property and a buyer comes to you and says, I want to buy your house for $100,000. That's what it's worth. But I don't want to put any money down because I don't have any money and I have terrible credit. Are you going to do that deal as the seller? At that point, the buyer has no skin in the game. So what usually happens? If you've been struggling finding good real estate deals, I've got a solution for you. It's REI Call Center. REI Call Center has professionally trained and managed cold callers to help you scale your real estate business. I think they give you somewhere around like 1,500 cold calls per day. Their clients have closed around $10 million from the leads they brought in. They got close to 200 clients going right now. And they're really more than just cold callers. Yes, they have their team of professionals who are making their calls, but they have weekly trainings and Q&A calls for yourself. They have training videos. They've got Slack channels with dedicated people to make sure you're successful. They've got checklists, cheat sheets, you name it. They've got you covered to make sure you are successful in your real estate journey. Well, how does it all work? Well, step one, you're going to pull a targeted list working with them from PropStream so that you can target the certain locations that you want to start buying properties in. 
Second, they're going to use their Zen call platform to start calling. 1,500 calls a day per cold caller. They're going to then upload all the leads into Asana. You have a view of them, and you can go attack and start buying the properties that you see that pique your interest without having to do any other work. Look, I have worked a W-2 job while building my real estate portfolio. I've been raising a family the entire time, so I haven't had time to go and cold call myself. And that's where a company like REI Call Center comes into effect to be able to take that load off your plate so that you can generate leads, close more deals, and build that portfolio. We can reach out to them at reicallcenter.com or if you go to the show notes of this episode, you will see a link that will take you directly to it. These sellers negotiate and say, look, I can't put any money down. I know your house is only worth $100,000, but I'll pay you $125,000. We'll do a mortgage note for $125K, so I'll give you more than what your home's actually worth because I can still cash flow on my end. And so then they justify themselves to go and do this in the name of cash flow. Let's all stop and think, what happens when cash flow doesn't come in? What happens when a maintenance repair is needed? What happens when a capital expenditure such as an HVAC or a roof replacement comes up? This person who bought this property because they're so savvy and use creative finance can now not even afford to keep their property up to the value to keep renters in there. Will my cash flow or pay for those repairs? Well, what if you only got cash flow of a thousand bucks a month for three months and now you got a $15,000 roof repair? You got no money in your bank account and you got no credit to be able to go get a loan and fix it. What happens then? You probably go sell it at a discount to the guy who told you to buy it this way and they end up on top. I mean, think about this, guys. Who in their right mind says, I will go and pay more for a property than what it's worth today? I will start underwater on a property. When does that make sense? You want to know the answer? Never. It never makes sense. It is a terrible strategy. Now, can you execute subject to and seller finance and do it the right way just to accumulate a lower interest rate? Sure. Go ahead. We can talk about the downfalls of that of what is the volume of outreach that you have to do to come across a seller who actually wants to sell that way. So then we get into you either got to set aside time to build out a mailer campaign, a cold call campaign. You got to hire cold callers. You got to run radio ads. And then when you get those leads coming in, they're going to expect to do a traditional transaction. So then you have to educate them and teach them on what you're trying to do. They're going to think you're a scam artist. You have to show them and prove to them that you're not a scam artist. Then you can come to an agreement. All the while, they're probably somewhat skeptical throughout the entire process. And it's a lot of freaking work. Or guys, we can buy real estate the right way and do it like people who have been successful for a really long time encourage you to buy real estate, which is you make money on the buy. When somebody says you make money on the buy, it's not you make your money by getting the best interest rate when you buy. That's not how this game works. You make money when you find a property that is valued at a certain dollar amount and then you get it at pennies on the dollar. That way, the second that you close on that property, you have equity, you have protected yourself from a downturn, and you also have created wealth for yourself because wealth is built on what are the assets I own minus what I owe on them. If you buy properties for 125 grand that are worth $100,000, immediately you have a negative net worth of $25,000. But instead, if you buy properties that are worth $100,000 at $70,000, now you have a net worth in the positive of 30K. But then we take this a step further. If where you bought that property using the Burr method today is worth 100 grand and you get it at 70, 
And then based on the research you've done before the buy, you know that if this property is rehabbed, it will be worth 200 grand. Now we can increase our equity big time. So let's run this example. We got a property that's worth $100,000 today. We get it under contract at $70,000. We put $30,000 worth of rehab in it. So now we're all in at $100,000. Because we rehab the property, it is now worth, it's after repair value, 150 grand. So we're all in at 100, it's now worth 150, and so your net worth is sitting at $50,000. What happens when you do this 20 times, using other people's money, leverage private money and hard money to do this, and you scale to 20 rental properties that all have $50,000 equity from the get-go? Guess what? you become a millionaire. How do I know? Well, it's easy math, number one. Number two is the exact strategy I did. Within two and a half years, I got to 22 properties and became a millionaire at age 29. And you wanna know the cool thing about growing wealth and building equity is zero to a million is the hardest part. That takes the most work. Then you run into what is called compound interest. And so when you start compounding interest, on top of a million dollars, you go from a million dollars a lot quicker than you went from zero to one million. It took me almost three years to get to a million. It took me a year and a half to get to two million. How long do you think it's gonna take me using compound interest to get from two million to four million? We say, well, how does that happen? Well, because we start with $50,000 with each property, but it continues to go up over time based on historical data. While it's going up in value, those mortgages that you have, those long-term stable notes that you have with small local banks are then getting paid off by those tenants. And so that gap continues to spread. And what started as a $50,000 equity spread for you on property one, a few years later is now a $100,000 equity spread. And so now you've got 20 properties with a $100,000 equity spread and you're worth $2 million. But then you add 20 more properties and you've got 40 doors and now you're worth 3 million, 4 million, 5 million and it all compounds over time. All the while you're still getting cash flow. You're getting rent checks every month. For the last 100 years, rents have either stayed the same and gone up and rents tend to double every 10 years. We're growing this huge equity spread. We're becoming really wealthy. We're creating generational wealth, but also our monthly checks that are going into our bank account in the form of cash flow are growing exponentially year over year over year. So when we look at this Burr method, you can't beat it because it's forcing you to buy properties under value. You're protecting yourself on the front end through equity. Second, you're still getting good cash flow deals. Third, at the end of the day, you're able to build these large portfolios without having any of your money in the deals. And I would actually go as far to say that there is a good chance that if you execute the Burr strategy, you're gonna have less money locked up in deals than if you were to use creative financing. Does it take some capital on the front end to buy and rehab? 100%. The beautiful thing is somebody else will give us that money and it's worth the work and it's worth the effort to do it like that and do it the right way so that you don't start underwater on properties like you do oftentimes with creative finance if you don't want to have money in a deal. And so for those of you who got what I've called spaghetti brain and you can't figure out what strategy you want to go with, you hear all these different opportunities, Burr, creative finance, you can't nail it down. Stop today. Make the decision today based on the information I give you that Burr is the way you want to go. It's the best way to buy real estate. It works in low interest markets. It works in high interest markets. It absolutely does not matter. What matters is that we buy properties at a discount and make them pretty with somebody else's money and then refinance into a long-term stable bank note. We sit and we watch our wealth grow. And the beautiful thing is these deals are plentiful. You don't have to go searching. I could show them to you on Zillow today. 85% of the properties that I Burr are listed on the MLS and Zillow. 
We don't have to waste time cold calling, doing mailers, running radio ads, running TV ads. We don't need that marketing budget. I got four kids. I got a life. I've got businesses. I don't have time to spend to go find these unicorn deals that aren't even great deals at the end of the day when I can hop on Zillow or I can put an investor-friendly agent to work and they will keep my lead flow full so that I can continue to stack my portfolio and build life-changing wealth. Guys, if you don't mind, like this video. It helps the algorithm push it to other people so that they can gather and go through this information. And then subscribe to my channel. If you do that, it'll notify you when I release other videos like this to keep you educated on the real estate space. And there's two cool videos right here. You need to watch them if you haven't. Thank you for joining, and I'll see you next time.